people understand, even if we say, when you say the word Adonai, many people say, oh, it's, it's a God. No, it's not God. Adonai, it's a plural of the word Adoni. Adonai means my lords, mm. not my lord, lords in plural. Right, okay. Which is a plural of Adoni. And instead of translating it to the right word, uh, when when they did the translations in uh, from uh, to to the Vatican to have the the Bible translated, they all mix it up because it was lords instead of writing it with s, they wrote it with just lord at singular. Yeah, and and, and there was a big problem. Probably you know about Rambam when he started saying that uh, from Yahweh Elohim, that he had nobody and no, no forms and no shape. They threw him out of the religion and they burned all his books. Oh, really? Then people start uh, asking questions, so many questions, uh, knowing who are these Elohim, if there is a plural, so there is no single God. So they decided to take back his comments and made him like a big celebrity, which it was uh, taking the headaches out of themselves, you know. Yeah. They wanted to avoid all headaches and, and many questions. And when I was with this rabbi uh, from Israel, I, he told me, you know, the Torah, you can interpret like that because there are many interpretations. And there is the thought, the secret. I told him, if there is a secret, then you have something to hide. Yeah. He told me, no, yeah. but nobody can, not many people can understand that, you know, you have to be a big rabbi. I told him, that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay, so that, that is a really good uh, segue into uh, one of the questions that I have for you is regarding the diacritics in, in the, um, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. Uh, the Masoretic text. So, yeah. previously to the Masoretes, there was uh, there were simply uh, no vowels, and there was just the consonants. Yeah, the Torah was written all in one word, right? You know, and then yeah. they had it, and then they put the Masoret, which are the the vocals, and then it changed many things because. Uh, when you say, according to, to, the, to the tradition, and uh, don't mix the, the, the meat with, uh, don't, meet the, don't mix the meat of the calf with the milk, the milk of the mother. Right. And it's not milk. In Hebrew, it's the fat. Chilev, oh. not kalav. Uh, okay. But so, many Jews, they told, oh, and, and I told, uh, I was, uh, I had, a, I have a religious cousin also in Paris, and uh, he was uh, eating, we were eating chicken, and I told him, you, you can eat, you can drink milk with the chicken. He said, no, because it's meat. I told him, it's not meat. Chicken is not meat. Right. It's not, a, it's not yeah. beef. It's a tradition. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, it reminds me uh, a story of someone that had um, a lady that was always cutting the roast beef on the two sides before oh, yeah. cooking it. And uh, the boyfriend one day asked her, why are you doing that? 
Because he said, my mother did it all, with, all the time. One day, they were at their mother's to have uh, supper, and she had a roast beef, and nothing was cut. You know, it was full. And the, the guy asked the mother, how come you, you don't cut it because your daughter? Oh, because I used to cut it because the, the, my, my, cook, my cook pot was too small. So I had to cut the tools. You know, yeah, yeah. Jewish religion is like that. It's only just traditions. Yeah. It was yeah. a way of living that became a religion. And then, you know, everything was mixed. And, you know, as you know already, many rabbis, they want to have power over people. Yeah. And that was their income, their power, their prestige, their ego, and all that. So, you know. Right. So tradition stuff. becomes doctrine and doctrine yeah. becomes dogma. And dogma yeah. becomes you have to do it this way or else. Yeah. yeah. Or else you will have problems. You know what I did when I was about six, seven? Because they always told me, you need to, the, to go to the synagogue on Shabbat because this is the house of God. Where shall I go? Because do, God lives there. And there were too many synagogues. So I said, well, in what synagogue is he? Hmm. Oh, no, he's everywhere. Okay. So I had, my father didn't smoke, but I had a friend that his father used to smoke. So I asked him to bring a cigarette and matches on Shabbat to the synagogue. And I went to the toilet. I, I was about six, seven, and I light up a cigarette, hoping God will come and tell me, you shouldn't smoke or light fire on Shabbat, but he never came. <laughs> and then I went to my, to my grandfather's synagogue, and they did the same. So there was no God, either in one or the other. <laughs> you know, kids, yeah. You, yeah. I wanted to know. I was always curious to know. <laughs> like the Ark of Covenants, is, is, it's a... It's, uh, uh, an element that it's like a radio. Yeah. To communicate. A radio. Yeah, yeah. I talk about that in my book. I don't know if you can see this here. Uh, and uh, Yeah, UFOs in the Bible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Have you read the the book of the messages given to Rael by the Elohim? Um, I've re I have s skimmed a little bit of it, but I certainly have not read the whole book. Oh, um, it, it's very interesting to read it because that's a book that wake up my my i started my my life and my interest uh with the jewish religion and and scripts yeah. you know i was always observant but didn't understand the hebrew as i told you right. and when i read the messages that the elohim gave to rael on december 13 1973 that they can be downloaded for free on rael.org mm -hmm. this message uh, reveal everything to me. So at the beginning, I didn't, you know, as a Jew, how can you tell me who is what? Because in our mentality, we know everything and we, we are the chosen people and so, and so, and so, and so. So I had a clothing company with my wife. Then I stopped for three weeks, took the message given to Rael by the Elohim. Mm -hmm. I took the original Hebrew Bible. I took a dictionary that was in French and, and uh, Hebrew because I didn't understood Hebrew at that time. I understood, but not literally translating. Right. So, and I came to the conclusion that the message Elohim gave to Rael was confirmed by the Tanakh. And that for me was a revelation to know that the Elohim that led us out of Egypt, 
that the Elohim that we are the direct of spring of the sons of Elohim and women of the earth. They are an extraterrestrial civilization with 25,000 years ahead of us instead of giving a God that is everywhere. And the Tanakh proved the opposite because he's saying Yahweh needs to, uh, to, be, to, to be on a fast cloud to go to Egypt. Right. As in the yeah. Tanakh. So yeah. if, if he's a God and he's everywhere, how does he need a fast cloud to go to Egypt? He should be yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And the second thing is Yahweh is, is, is a man. Yahweh is his name. Yahweh is a man of war. Yahweh is uh, supervising the army. So, so many things. And, and uh, the, the cherry on the Sunday that I enjoy very much during all my lectures at the end is that uh, they come from a far land, very far in the skies, Yahweh and this element of, of fury right. to terrorize all earth. So right. where is this God that he needs to come from a far land? How do we call nowadays people that come from a far land in the limit of the skies? Extraterrestrials. Yeah. That's the way we call them. And if Yahweh yeah. is a God, why does he need elements of fury to come and terrorize earth? If he created everything in one in a week, he can destroy everything in one week. Or, or if I was saying there is no God, he could have punished me with, I don't know, with fire or a storm or something, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I hear you. Uh, the way I'm interpreting the... Uh, I've been... One, uh, so I kind of focused, uh, because when I started doing this translation work, um, I was uh, focusing on Genesis, uh, the first few uh, chapters. And um, some, somehow, uh, some of those words, uh, specific words, led me to uh, Job chapter 38. Um, and I wanted to show you, here's, actually, I'm just gonna, uh, share my screen again. Um, so in my uh, in my uh, what I can figure out about Job 38, it's uh, some stuff that I've never heard before, and as far as I am aware, no one has picked up on any of this. Um, but this is uh, so Job 38 and 39, and um, uh, so Yahweh arrives and he's in a has hasara, which is a they. We translate it usually a whirlwind, um, but it's it shows up in other scriptures and it appears to be a metallic flying object. Um, and then uh, Yahweh proceeds to tell a story to Job and his friends. And mm -hmm. he says, so he refers to the Elohim, but by all the by a bunch of different names. Now, I think these are all uh, subsets of the Elohim. I need to do some more work on that. This is a work in progress as far as what do these words really mean and who are these people. But you can see a lot of these words that end in the in the im suffix, which now, um, Leon, you speak fluent Hebrew, so why don't you tell me what does the im suffix mean? I think it means it's pl both plural, but also I see it very well. Yeah, it's also like like people, right? Latayim. Yeah. Okay. So the Latayim. And I 
as far as I can figure out, the root the root word is lata, which is door. Yeah. Yeah. So these are the door people, right? Yeah. And then um, he also a special special door or a special black hole that they yeah, can travel exactly. through, you know. Right. And some that... kind of uh, some kind of uh, uh, stargate or something. Something and... like that, probably. Listen, yeah. because the Elohim have are twenty five thousand years ahead of us. Right. So then we can we cannot even understand or imagine the technology. I mean. When, when our ancestors were primitive, lack of science and technology, they yeah. saw these people coming from space, from them. It was a god. Yeah. You know, so, if they want to reveal against them, they just can can take, I don't know, a teaser and, and yeah. maybe smash them down. I don't know what the yeah. technology they had, you know. And yeah. people were well, afraid I, of them. Well... So with your permission, I would like to uh, have a continued email conversation where we look at, dive into some of these specific words. Sure. And uh, and you can kind of sanity check what I'm getting out of them. Well, <clears throat> but okay, let's now, not forget the Hebrew that we talk now. Uh, these were words of ancient Hebrew. Right. And ancient Hebrew is not the same like we're talking right now. So okay. there are some, some words that, I cannot understand, or or maybe I don't understand, but I can find out. Right. Yeah, because a lot of them are are not like uh, not normal words that you know people would normally use. Yeah. Um, so so I wanted to ask you too about the these um, the diacritics in the Masoretic text. So um, you know here, here's a simple example of the the first. A couple of uh, verses here. This is Genesis one one, and then I skipped to Genesis one eight uh, because I uh, I was looking for sp specifically about the the uh, the the Mayim and the Shemim. So yeah. in in Genesis one, Mayim, uh, Mayim, it's all plural. Yeah, but it's Hash Hashemayim, right? Hashemayim. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's so big that they put it plural. Yes, so it's plural for sure because it's got mm -hmm. the I am. Um, but uh, most of the, if you look in Strong's Concordance, um, which I can actually refer to over here, um, open it. I want to open the link. <clears throat> uh, what am I doing? Let's go in here. <clears throat> so if you uh, if you look in the, the Hebrew Concordance. You see that uh, they call it the heavens, and um, they list it under uh, eighty sixty four, which is the which is usually um, translated as Mayim, and in this case ha Hasha Mayim. So they're saying that the root word is Mayim. However, I disagree. And Mayim is is water. Yeah, but. Right, right. So water. Shamayim. Yeah, sham. Um, so if you look at the, this, is the the important key here is that that's the sh sound, right? Mm -hmm. So this is ha, and then shamim. So it's ha shamim. Um, so this is shamayim. Kinda, no yeah. Shamayim. yeah. Um, shamayim. So I'm. 
I'm this looking guy. into right. It's not it's not Mayim at all. It's Shem Shemim. Um, so anyway, I, those those are some of yeah, the things that I'm looking at. Mean, but as I told you, they changed the Masor team to 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 say it what the world doesn't say. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They want they, to it's have, convenient to make it sound wow, like sky. You have that. It's yeah. convenient for them to change things and make more interpretations and sell books and 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 close you even down in the back that yeah. nobody will go out yeah exactly okay so uh so just one other question that i have here where did this other spreadsheet go um oh yeah so in this one let's let's look at this this is uh this is the hebrew word for father um and they've got uh, so many different words that mean the same thing. Um, 200, over 200 of them. And they're, it's just different words for father. But it's all based on this same root word, ab or av. Ab is father, abba. Yeah. yeah. So avi is my father. Right. Okay. So that's the e on the end adds the yeah. my. Avi means my father. So let's look at this Avi here. Here's a whole Avinu, bunch of Avi. Avinu, our fathers. What? Tell me what is the Avinu, difference? Our fathers, you know that. Yeah, but tell me what's the difference between um, whether it has this squiggle or that squiggle. I can barely even see them, and they pronounce it the same here, and they give it the same meaning. So you know, I always hear uh, experts talking about how. The diacritics will change the pronunciation and the meaning, or one of the one or the other, or or probably both. Uh, Avi, but, uh, uh, so they, they have the wrong interpretation here because Avi is my father, not father, and not the father. Right. Okay. So all of these should be. This is this one here. These it's ones right. are correct. These ones are correct, and most of these other ones are wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so we can see already that there's serious issues here. Um, and then, but even just between these three here, that, so these three are, are correct. Well, yeah. There's four of them here. That that is correct. Um, but even here, they're spelt differently. They're, they pronounce the same. They are, they are given the same meaning and yet they're spelled differently. It, like what's going on here? Well, it's Avi. It's my father. As simple as that. Avi. That's all. Yeah. So what I'm and proposing, Avinu, Avinu, in, in it's our fathers. Okay. Avinu so, Malkenu, if you know that. Yeah. Avinu, it's our fathers. Malkenu, okay. our lords. Okay. Our kings. And they're okay. always referring to the Elohim because. When, when even the Shema Israel, which is, well, they tell all oh, Shema Israel is written uh, Adonai Loenu. It's not written Adonai, it's written Yahweh, first of all. And Yahweh is one, but he's the most important of all the Elohim. Right. And, and his name means He is, he, he will be, and he was. So because he's eternal, and and uh, I, if I, if I may explain how yeah. the Elohim have reached this eternity, is like you know, like uh, they give like 
like uh, they live between 700 and 1000 years like uh, they give that uh, to uh, Matushalem and uh, to Hanok and others that okay. have lived to that age. Then so, the Elohim decided. So, do you think that Methuselah was an Elohim? He was uh, connected with the Elohim, not an Eloah himself. Eloah is a singular of Elohim. Okay. And he was not an Eloah himself, he was a prophet of the Elohim. He was so someone that they were, they were talking to, they were corresponding to, like. Noah also and yeah. and Abraham and so many of them now yeah. now if I may explain when uh, the Elohim meet with these people and 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 in their planet they have reached eternal life and how they reach eternal life is like you know you know that their, their their life is between 700 and a thousand years Okay. Now, between 700 and 1,000 years, they have no disease. They have a young body. After 700 to 1,000, which is the, the, the long the life, uh, sometimes the body gets too old. So what they do, they take a cell of that body. They reproduce the same body by cloning. Okay. Now, the same way today we buy a new computer and we take the memory of the old computer and put it into our new and download it into our new computer. The Elohim have the technology to take the memory and uh, the, all the all the souvenirs and everything that this person, all the knowledge, and download it into the new body. So this body is eternal. And Yahweh, he have already been downloaded twenty five thousand, and that's why he is over twenty five thousand years old, but with the body of eighteen years old. Uh, okay, so that's not so he he they didn't keep the same body the whole time. No, it's a, it, it, but I mean, with one cell, you, they produce the same body, same yeah. shape, same size, and same color of eyes or and 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 hair and whatever. That's really interesting. The, the Sumerian mythology uh, talks about um, the same type of technology in, sure. in the in the uh, with Enki and. and uh, yeah, the Anunnaki, Anunnaki and, are the Elohim. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it seems seems like they're telling the same story here. Yeah, yeah. The Anunnaki had, uh, you know, had maps of the, of the skies of the universe, and and a beautiful word in Hebrew is ensof, ensof, which means there is no end. And uh, some okay. people they tell you, oh, uh, how come who created the if the Elohim created us, who created them? And who created them? And, you know, it's a chain of creation through universe. Right. The universe being infinite, ends of, there is no end, which means in Hebrew, no end, ends of, and no atchala, no beginning. So right. life was always there because the universe is infinite. Not right. everybody looks like us, and maybe we don't look like them, we look like Elohim because they created us to their image and likeness. Right. But others, there are many civilizations that maybe they have four legs and uh, four eyes, I don't know, and yeah. four arms, who knows, maybe eight. And, <clears throat> sure, and it's like uh, walking into a Star Wars cantina. This is why the, the Elohim requested to have like an embassy, which is a third temple that we want to build for them to welcome them. And this is why we did the alliance in our organization 
because the alliance is all the people who want to welcome them. They join the alliance and we have close to 800, 900,000 people already that are not necessary reliance that they have joined the alliance because they want to welcome this extraterrestrial civilization. Right. For them, it doesn't mean they are they were our creators like we Raelians believe, but it's okay for them because they believe there is an extraterrestrial civilization that they need to come and give us their scientific heritage. And this is what the Elohim want. But right. before that, we need to reach a certain age that we can be more pacifist and non-violent. Yeah. And with yeah, all, so, the, all the balagan that we say in Hebrew, with all the all the the, the bordello that is now there is in our planet, any of these idiots can push on the button and we can blow up the planet, not uh, like a Hiroshima bomb, but maybe four thousand times like the Hiroshima bomb and blow up the whole thing, you know. And right. we are very close to auto destruction because of our aggressivity and our bombs. Yeah. Did, do you think that that already happened on Mars? Listen, before the Elohim came to planet Earth and created life, probably planet Earth was already, there they, they was already a creation on yeah. planet Earth by another civilization. This is why they can find bodies of thousand years and 10,000 years or I don't know what. But, you know, we're right. talking here we're trying now to understand, and it's very difficult to, to pe people will accept that, that uh, already we have, we have. <laughs> go, go fix your dog and come back if you need to. Is he okay? Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. <clears throat> you heard a noise. So. We're not live or anything, so no, not a problem. So uh, I lost my. <laughs> well, so you were saying um, about uh, previous creations and previous civilizations. Yeah, previous creations, because when the Elohim <clears throat> created us, they told us uh, they created us, and then they decide uh, what happened in, in at the beginning. It was they started creating life with genetic manipulations of DNA in their planet. Yeah. Then those people that they create or monsters, I don't know what they were, they escape and they kill and, and hurt many people in their planet. So the government say, you're not doing that here. When you go, you can go elsewhere, find another planet and do whatever you want there, but not here. Oh, yeah. So they came to Earth and they managed because the planet was all covered with water. And apparently... They did some explosions or whatever that, you know, we, we had just one continent. Yeah, right. And uh, mm -hmm. they start doing <clears throat> creation of life. The first one was where the, the Welling Wall is, and the Alaxa Mosque is. Oh, okay. They start creating life there. The second one was where the pyramids are. And the pyramids were a laboratory of creation of life. And that's the main reason why all the pharaohs, after death, they wanted to be buried in the pyramids because they knew that was a laboratory of creation of life. So if they would have been created there, if they would have been buried there, for them, they would have survived being in laboratory of creation of life, which 
the Elohim have left while before. Right. So nothing happened. Well, how long ago was it when the Elohim came here? Well, listen, the Elohim came here about 25,000 years ago, and they start creating all lives on Earth. They started by the plants, uh, fishes, animals, and they were doing contests between because they were they had seven laboratories in different uh, for to creating for creating different races and different species. Okay. And then after creating all those animals, because they have the technology with designers and artists to design something by probably by computer. And then they have another machine that can manipulate genetically and work on it like, you know, uh, this animal should eat that to survive and so and so and so and so. Mm -hmm. Like we have flies that are for a purpose and birds eat the flies and so and so and so and so. And this was all like, it's an intelligent design. Yeah. This is why we call it intelligent design because it's a creation that was very intelligent. It was designed for a purpose. Yeah, they were actually designing an entire ecosystem. Exactly, exactly. Then uh, they start creating us 13,000 years ago. Okay. So it took them so much time to create all the species of flowers, trees, animals, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on, until yeah. they start creating man. And I believe, I believe they have created the monkey before creating man, and maybe they wanted to create man, and then they had monkeys, and then they ameliorate the banky to become a man, probably. But that's my own yeah. illusion, which does well, that's that's what the uh, Aztec uh, mythology says too. That's, that's my own conclusion, but doesn't involve the, the message of the Raleigh movement, which is very yeah. very clear on that. But you know, yes. we can always speculate on that and and have our own interpretation. <clears throat> It's yeah. not it, what is not written in the message. The Elohim message is not the messages, as Rael, their messenger, has always said. Right. Well, that's why we have to have our own opinions. But not yeah. everybody, yeah. everybody doesn't have all the answers. So absolutely. So, um, so what about the uh, the life that was here, like um, you know, ancient, really old fossils and stuff like that? So. Was was that a, a different group of people who had done previous experiments on well, it? Well, I believe planet Earth was always there, you know. Mm. And then they 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 either they were destroyed or they they got too close to the sun or something happened that they disappeared or maybe they were uh, annihilated by another civilization. We never know because these people were were fighters or invaders or they wanted to colonize another planet and so and so and so. We never know what happened. The only yeah. thing we know is that um, <clears throat> when the Elohim created man, uh, before the flood, they found out that their creation was a flop because the men were too aggressive, killing each other, hating each other, robbing each other, you know? And yeah. then they decide, because they have the, 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 the ones that are in power, which has the which is the, the group of Yahweh. And there is the one that we call Satan, which is not a devil, is the chief of the opposition. And the chief of the opposition 
win won that uh, vote and decided that this creation was a flop and then they had to destroy it because you know it was not we were making mis miserable people that had you know it was it was not a, a successful creation right that they decided to <clears throat> send bombs or asteroids or whatever which provoke all the volcanoes on earth and destroy the planet and this fragment all the the the, the one continent and we had so many continents after that. But what's interesting is that, oh, in the Bible it says, well, Noah took two animals of each and sometimes seven of each and so and so and so. If we think today, there is not even one vessel, one ship or whatever that mm -hmm. can contain so many species of animals with their food, with their excrement and all that. Yeah. So, what the Elohim did before putting Noah on 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 uh, on uh, above Earth, like it says uh, on the space, they they took a spaceship and they took one cell of each animal, which can go into a small box like that, and then they recreated the animals. But it, it is written in Hebrew; it doesn't say the ark was floating above the water. And the ark went above Earth. Oh, really? So it was in orbit. And some, when you say that to rabbis, they say, oh, because the, 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 the force and the, the strength of the water lifted upon, up, upon Earth. But there's no such a thing. It was not a vessel of wood that was floating. That's impossible. It means the ark was above earth. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and they talk about the Mayim in that, uh, in that passage as well. Yeah. Now, I, my personal interpretation of the Mayim is that it's not water. It's actually an intelligent species of life, some kind of life form. And uh, Mayim I, is, is water. Mayim is water. Well, that's what we that's what everyone says. Bull Mayim, it's a lot of water, it's like a flood. Okay. But, but it could be that it was something else. Yeah. So I'll I'm gonna happened, I'm gonna email you about that and we'll we'll dig into that a little bit. Sure. I think it's gonna be uh, uh really fun to to continue having these conversations. Sure. Anytime. Okay.